What are some things just for anybody listening that might be going through whatever and just might be listening to this in their spare time or their downtime? What are some things right now that you got in your head that's helping you like push on, like keep going forward, keep moving forward? Just knowing that the storm or whatever you're going through doesn't last forever. Um, you know, everyone got ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but you know, as long as you know that, give it the, one more day. You know what I'm saying? Just keep get through the day tomorrow keep working you know what i'm saying don't quit um the storm doesn't last forever so for me whether you know i'm going through something i just have to realize that the storm is not forever and that the next day try to be better the next day try to be better and then um just work on work on your weaknesses you know not everyone is always going to be good not everyone's going to be okay but if you are mentally strong enough to just realize that the storm doesn't last forever you know what i'm saying and there is um there is sunshine on the other side. You just have to weather the storm. You'll be good. So I would just say anyone watching this, going through anything, you know, um, hard times don't last, you know. So just keep pushing, keep working. Um, consistency and hard work will always pay off in the long run. Yo, Second Wind family, was good? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Second Wind podcast. I'm Gio here again with Jay Mills, and we doing things a little bit different this time. This is our first virtual podcast, man. You know, this isn't the first time we're going to chop it up with just me and Jarvis, but we're doing a little something different. We're going to chop it up about some, some current events, some sports, some pop culture, all different things going on, whatever need be that day. Um, so get used to seeing a little bit more of me and Jarvis doing some one-on-one podcasts. Yes, sir. Super dope to get on this virtual pod. Like I said, it's the first one. Uh, so we put up together, man, some great topics for us to talk about. Um, but first, tune into our Frank Martin episode. Uh, if you haven't already, it's up on YouTube. Um, Gio did a great job with that interview. I had some flight problems, but go check that yeah, out. Jar- Jarvis ain't know how to make his flight. Yeah, I fucked up, man. Put me on standby. Um, but yeah, go check that. Go check that out, man. Uh, great episode. But we want to keep the boxing fans happy, man, and keep the boxing wave rolling. So um, if you guys haven't noticed or saw, uh, Devin Haney won his last fight against Regis, um, man, and, you know, accomplished another belt, uh, moved up to 140 uh, from 135. And uh, he looked really good, man. So we wanted to just touch upon that and talk about boxing for a little bit. So while, what did you think? Um, about how Haney looked against Regis. There was a lot of hype going into the fight. Um, Man. You know, Devin got a lot of hype. You know, how do you think he performed and what's next? For me, personally, I was one of the people who looked at Devin and was like, oh, he's good, but he's not that good. You know, before right. that fight, you know, I watched a lot of his fights and I was like, he's good, but he's not, like, great. That <laughs> fight was a masterclass, like, and I always have respect for Devin, like him going and fighting Cambosis in his country twice, you know, mm-hmm. fighting for less, fighting Lomachenko, and then going to fight Regis just now. Like, if you talk about resume-wise, I don't I don't know if anybody can mess with Devin res- resume-wise because he's done it, you know, and he, he showed he's not scared. But that fight against Regis, bro, he showed everything. Like, he showed that he had pop at 140. He showed... The angles, he showed the defense, he slipped punches, he could fight on his front foot, on his back foot. Like, I don't know. Devin made me a big fan of that fight because I thought it was going I – I just didn't think it was going to be that big of a domination, but it definitely was a master class. And then um, you see Devin calling out Tank. You see his dad calling out Tank. Like, I feel like that's – go ahead. That's the one we want to see. Nah, I'm just – I mean – 
he had some some choice words for Tank. He tweeted about him, and Tank responded. So I feel like Devin's becoming a big draw. Tank's obviously a big draw. Like this is the closest we've ever been to that mm-hmm. mega fight that everybody's looking for. You know, Tank, Devin, Shakur. Everybody's been talking about those three. Those three are so good. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, this this might be the time where we get to see it. But I, I bang with Tank. I bang with Devin. I I really you know Shakur is my man. But I want to see that fight. Tank funny to me. He got that video where he's like. I'm gonna rob some. Right. You know me. <laughs> so I get. I know. I'm trying to see that fight. Nah. How would you feel about it? I, I like you said, man. I think Devin put on his performance at 140 put everyone on notice. Like he came out there smooth. Um, and honestly, Regis, you can make the argument that Regis only had the first round because after the first round, Devin whooped his ass, bro. Now. Yeah, he put everyone I know it's at 140. You know what I'm saying? So now it's the him and Tanks, the him and Shakur, it's him and Tio. If Tio decides to come back and fight, and I think that Devin, you know, if you look at the stats wise, he's solidified himself in boxing history from what he's done to the age of 25, yeah. belt wise. You know, what 135 saying? undisputed, uh, so think, then 140 got a belt. Yeah, yeah, he's he's snapping Absolutely. right now. He, he's snapping. So I think this is good for boxing, and now. We want to see those, those big mega fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, his resume, he's done what he's had to do. So now it's like, shit, I think Devin the A-side in a lot of situations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so now he gets to dictate in the terms, but and I don't think he ducking. I think he wants to fight these dudes. And, you know, a lot of dudes is picking and choosing, like Shakur says. So, I, this, to me, I respect Devin. He fought Gambosis twice in Australia, beat him twice. He fought Lomo. You know what I'm saying? When people would duck Lomo, yeah. you know, it was a controversial fight, but he still won. So then he looked at that 140. So it's like, bro, I, I got to give it to Devin right now, bro. Yeah, nah, he got to. I think, I don't think the next fight for Devin can be like one that's not big. Like, I think it has to be Tank. It has to be T.O. It has to be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if he's going to fight Shakur. The, the sad part about the situation is he was talking about going to 147 and Shakur is like a 135 pounder. So. I don't know if we're ever going to see the Devin and Shakur fight, but it's a lot of other dudes right. that Devin can fight that, that will be the mega fights, especially Tank. And they're going back and forth on Twitter. So so we're going to see what, what happened with uh with that whole situation. Um, it definitely can't be now. It's some fights that we need to see now. Yeah, nah, facts. The next topic that our team put together, these are some good topics I'm looking at. Next topic is uh, Draymond Green's sus- <laughs> Draymond Green's suspension. He just like punched uh, Nurkic in the face playing the Suns, and the NBA suspended him indefinitely. My opinion on it is, <laughs> I think Draymond finally is getting consequences for his actions. Like, see, if nah, like I feel like every time he gets in trouble, it's not like. It's not like he does like a normal flagrant foul. It's like something absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, and it's like, bro, why? I feel like this late in your NBA career, this shouldn't be happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, but especially like the Warriors before they had margin for error because they were so so good, they can make up for it. But now, mm-hmm. uh, Draymond's like the glue. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. he can't he can't afford to get kicked out of games, or else they don't even. It's hard for them to compete. They don't got what they had before. They're getting older. Like when Draymond's out of the green, out of the game, they don't have that toughness. It's a lot that they lose with him. So him being a vet and him a championship winning dude, he should know. Like I shouldn't do this, or else I'm gonna get kicked out. Right. You feel me? Like how do you feel I, about it? I say I don't give a fuck. Draymond, you tripping, my nigga? That's crazy. You can't be doing that. Bro. <laughs> like they, like 
like, bro, you 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 punch dude. No, no, he didn't punch. He he put dude in the chokehold like he in UFC. Yeah. And then he three sixty three sixty slapped the dude. It's like, bro, like you said, <laughs> at this this career, bro. It's like, bro, they the like uh, Monica was saying, like the, the Warriors are old. So now it's like you know Clay's not playing as good. You know he's going through going through some things. Like Draymond's doing this, so he's in and out the lineup. Steph is still Steph, but. Bro, Draymond needs to be in the lineup for the Warriors to be who they need to be. So by him doing this, and I think it's just more of a distraction to the team. I don't think it's good for the league. You know what I'm saying? Like NBA-wise. So it's like I think it affects the totality of things. But you're tripping. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, like, like KD said, like, I hope he gets the help he needs because it's like, bro. Did like, KD, did KD say much- that? Yes. He said, I hope you get the help you need. <laughs> like, because they asked him about it. They asked him about it post-game. And I'm just like, bro, like. Draymond, like you, you can tell when a dude uh, a, a good flop. That was a horrible flop. Like it wasn't even a like you you full on smack. Yeah, yeah, like, he meant on. to do that. It wasn't no accident. That you meant to, you meant to do that. So it's just like I just don't think him doing that, bro. The Warriors they're looking shaky right now. So um, I don't think it's good for them. And obviously, I don't think it's good for the sport. You know what I'm saying? It's like they need you to win, bro. So it's like you got to be out there all that you can. Right? No facts. <laughs> What's it? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> He he put dude in the chokehold, had him looking yeah, crazy. Yeah, bro, that, that was the chokehold was wicked. Like he, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. What's the uh, what's the next topic they got chopped up for us right now? So, what do you think about the whole situation with Otani getting the seven hundred mil from the Dodgers? You know what I'm saying? We've seen big numbers, but that's a big, big number for a great player. You know what I'm saying? So, how do you think that affects? him the game you know the team like what do you think about that situation yo yo this is one of your hosts of the second win podcast james y aka the great one make sure you guys follow me on the gram and also go and follow the second win page i'm back this week with your second win prize picks of the week starting it off hot i love this pick this week dj Moore, less than 62 receiving yards the Browns defense combined with the Bears O-line is a formula for disaster as a receiver. Look for Justin Fields to be under pressure all day. I can't see DJ Moore having a great game against a Browns defense that's accustomed to shutting down receivers and creating a lot of havoc. Um, the second pick that I really, really love is Jalen Hurts more than 250 passing yards. Hurts is coming off two underwhelming games. Um, I think he underperformed in both of those games. You can't keep a good player down for long, though. Seattle's defense is 25th in the league, their pass defense. So I think Jalen Hurts gets back on track this week. My third pick goes hand-in-hand with my second pick. Um, Again, Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts has more than one passing touchdown this week. Um, A.J. Brown is due for a big game. He's due to get in the end zone. I think... Um, Devontae Smith as well is going to have a big game. Dallas Goddard just returned off injury. This is his second game back. Look for Jalen Hurts to have a vintage Jalen Hurts MVP type of game this week. The fourth pick, Patrick Mahomes more than 256 receiving yards. Everyone in the world saw how irate Pat Mahomes was with the calls with the refs last week. I think he completely takes the games out of the hands of the ref this week, and I think he puts up a monster performance. I don't even think he makes it close. He doesn't want the game to be decided by the refs this week. I think he goes in there and does what Patrick Mahomes does. With that being said, my fifth pick is Patrick Mahomes again, but connecting with Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey more than six receptions this week. If I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big game, he can't have a big game without his security blanket, Travis Kelsey. So look for Travis Kelsey to have more than six receptions this week. 
The last pick that I really absolutely love this week is Justin Jefferson, more than 75 receiving yards. Jamar Chase was in the media recently saying that him and Justin Jefferson are not 1A, 1B, and that he is the singular one and Justin Jefferson is two. I think Justin Jefferson's going to take that a little personal this week playing against the Bengals. I think Jamar Chase knows that, and I think they're actually both going to have a great game, but I like Justin Jefferson to go more than 75 receiving yards and remind everyone just how great he is if you guys want to make these picks go to prizepicks.com slash mercury and use code mercury to get a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars again if you want to make these picks go to prizepicks.com slash mercury and use code mercury to get a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars thank you guys enjoy the rest of the show holiday season my mom sends me to the grocery store to get all these groceries it's the last thing i want to do during the holidays i'd rather spend some time with my family chill and relax i need to get hello fresh it's much faster 15 minutes to make and it comes right to your front door i don't even have to stay in line and do all this shopping man fast food is so good but it's so bad for you i gotta get on that hello fresh that geo was talking about it's way cheaper and way healthier for you i'm about to call this dude right now if you don't want to deal with what we just went through go to hellofresh.com slash second win free and get free breakfast for life hold on hold on did you just hear what he said? For life, that's one breakfast item per box for every active subscription. Please, it's for free for the rest of your life. Wait, hold on, I don't think they heard you. For life, that's for the duration of the time you're alive, you're gonna get free breakfast. Go to hellofresh.com slash secondwinfree and use code secondwinfree to get free breakfast for, for life. Life. <laughs> life. Man, for Otani, bro. First of all, I don't know where the MLB gets all this money from. Like, the numbers are insane. It's ridiculous. Nah, it is. Um, but as far as Otani, I think I think that he got underpaid. Like, I think he might be worth more than that. Mm-hmm. Because, so, this is how, this is to put it into perspective for people that don't watch baseball. Otani would be like if Tom Brady at his peak was the best quarterback in the NFL and then also was a top three defensive back, like a top three corner in the NFL, and shut down the number one receiver every every week. That's an insane perspective. Like, that's yeah, that's 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 what Otani is. So you think like I think Aaron Judge got around four hundred for being a great hitter. Otani's mm-hmm. a great hitter and also a great pitcher. So it's like I, I don't know. He could like if they would have gave him eight fifty, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been like, wow, that's too much. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's that good. It'd be like right. it'd be like Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the league, and then also being the best like defensive end. Absolutely. <laughs> you know and what I'm saying? So and it's like you know, um, I've watched baseball more and more as times gone on like you know baseball could be boring but i've never seen a player like him you know what i'm saying i've never seen a player that can be just as good hitting as he is pitching and you know my thing is when does it stop like when does the market like you give him 700 million now when did like what's the number like you think someone's gonna sign for a billion dollar contract one day you know what i'm saying like maybe but they would have to they would have to be the same type of dude as otani and otani is a generational player so it's like maybe somebody signs for a billion dollars and like five to ten years, but they would have to pitch at the same level and hit at the same level. And I mean, in all of baseball, it's never been done before. So I think I think a better another question that I had in my head just off of the discussion that we just had. um, What what sport do you think 
you would want to be the best at. If you could be the best at any sport, so Tiger Woods in his prime, Michael Jordan in his prime, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, like uh, whoever, like Michael Phelps, the best of the best. What would what would you want to do? Who would uh-huh. you want to be? That's a good question. And why? Um, but honestly, like Floyd Mayweather in his prime, yeah, like bro, give me prime Floyd or prime Tyson, like especially Tyson, bro. Like you're Tyson was the head bro, baddest dude on the planet, heavyweight champion of the world. And people feared him. Like the respect of being a prize fighter and like the baddest dude on the planet, even like John Jones, like bro, those dudes, those fighters is different. One-on-one in the cage, gladiator sport. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's a different vibe, but I think also being like a, a really good basketball player, like the world gets to see your face all the time on TV, playing ball. Like, I think it's cool, but I think being, there's nothing cooler than being a prize fighter like that. Like being a boxer, like Mike Tyson is prime, like, bro, who's fucking with him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I, I get that, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would want to be the best soccer player in the world, bro. Like, because yeah. soccer is every, is like every corner of the earth. Like, Outside of the U.S., they the first sport is always soccer. You right, know what talk, I'm saying? So talking popularity, we talking money. If it's money, I'm taking that soccer bag for sure. I mean, if it's money, I, I might take the golf bag for sure. But yeah, right. um, I'm just talking about the whole thing in totality. I'm taking soccer, like popularity, money, everything. Like you, you walk like Messi. If you walk around where Messi's from, or even if Messi goes anywhere in the world, they treat him like Michael Jackson. You know what right. I'm saying? Like right. And he he gets all the money. He gets treated well, like, and he's not like a super big dude. Like he's mad. He's like five six. Super. He's like five five, one hundred fifty uh, pounds. Right, soaking wet with bricks in his pocket. But I don't think there. I don't think there's anything better than being the best soccer player in the world. Everybody in the world knows you. Like being a great fighter is cool, but I just I don't know, bro. I feel like not everybody watches boxing and not everybody watches soccer, but a large percentage of the world watches soccer. You know what I'm saying? I knew who Messi was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, I don't even watch, like, even being, like, Mbappe, like, that last World Cup, he's only, he's not even, I don't even think he's 22 yet. Right. He might be, he's, he, everyone knows him because of what he did at the World Cup. Like, what, things that he, he's going to do from now until he's 40, he's still going to be able to play. You never, you just don't know, bro. And it's so long. You 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 play soccer for so long. Like Messi's been playing forever. He's been the best player forever. Damn, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm thinking because you're right, bro. Them soccer players are so worldwide, bro. Wherever they go, and now Messi's in Miami now, and he's just like, bro, you can't get more lit. You already are who you are. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. States, and he turned Miami around, bro. Like business wise, like they're making so much money. Everyone wants to come see them play because it's just one dude. Yeah, nah, he. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I probably do golf second, to, to be honest, too, because you could play yeah. golf forever. Facts. Like, Facts. fighting is cool. It's cool being a gladiator, but, like, it is what it is. Like, nobody's even going to fight you. You're never, like, outside the ring, nobody's going to mess with you because they'll just shoot you. Like, Facts. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. Uh, what's the next topic? The next topic, Tommy... DeVito and the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. The next topic. Tommy DeVito's on top of the world. Mm-hmm. He's going crazy. He got the Giants winning games three in a row. Undrafted free agent. We was at the last game. Game winning drive. Yep. How you feel about that? Man, one, just being in being in that environment, being in the stadium, 
that dude, man, he's he's got something. And I think in his situation, he has nothing to lose. And I just think he's out there playing great football because he's just letting it rip and he's having fun. I think he's changed, um, you know, kind of like not the trajectory, but like, you know, the culture of the Giants right now. Like they got a lot of buzz. You know, uh, he's got some a lot of players motivated. Not change the culture, boy. No, not change the culture, but I'm talking about like change the buzz around the team. Like they fucking yeah, suck. facts, facts. They they sucked at first, you know. They were not playing good. DJ got hurt, you know. Say got hurt the first couple games, and I think he gave them that juice, that spark to like, oh shit, okay, we went out. How many games or we play these many games? They're still in the playoff situation, so I, I think this kid is balling. I think he just, you know, playing mistake free football and just letting it flow, bro. And I think being at that game and watching that game win and drive, I was super impressed with his poise, made the right throws. You know, what I'm saying didn't make mistakes, hit the check down when he had to, scramble when he had to. So I think if he could just keep doing that, keep playing winning football, the Giants, you know, have a chance because, like Say said, they're still in it. You know, to make the playoffs, I think they got a solid chance. Yeah, no, Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets, he's a guy, bro. I feel like, I don't know, like his situation is a great situation to be in because he's an undrafted free agent, third string quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. he's playing with nothing to lose because that's the that's when you play your best, when you play free. I feel like a lot of guys when they're on their contract year or the, the coaches are trying to turn them into this or turn them into that, that's when it gets to the point where they're like, they're playing nervous. But it's like for a third string undrafted free agent, it's like, if I play bad, I'm supposed to. If I play good, I'm amazing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he's on. He's at the point where he's having that like Lynn sanity run. Like I don't know if y'all know about Jeremy Lynn. People watching know about Jeremy Lynn, but he played for the Knicks, and you know he was a like it just he came out of nowhere. He wasn't a drafted dude. He just started balling. He had New York on fire. I feel like that's where Tommy DeVito's at. Mm-hmm. And the Giants have a couple hard games left on the roster. Mm-hmm. Like they play in New Orleans this weekend. They play the Green Goblins in Philly. Like, if they mess around, if Tommy goes and beats the Saints in New Orleans and then goes and beats the Philly, mm-hmm. he's going to be the biggest star in New York, boy. Like, so do win out to make the playoffs? I think they got to win out to even have a chance. Like, there's a lot of – I think they're one game behind, but their schedule's just so crazy. Like, it's going to be tough. Philly probably rest their starters at the end. Right. Like like at, at the last game, because they'll probably know the, where they're at, but they still got the Saints. They still got the Rams. Like, they still got mm-hmm. um, the Eagles twice. So, we're going to see. But Tommy DeVito, he got the whole world doing this. Like, yeah, he's you know lit. what I'm saying? The whole Italian community in Jersey. Like, every time I see him, I'm, I, I hit him with this. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he got the whole – everybody buzzing. The stadium buzzing. And, like, like you said, that last drive, the poise that he showed on that last drive, it was like – Mm-hmm. It was like I knew they was going to win the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was in the huddle saying, let's go win the game. You know, that's what you want from your leader. That's what you want from your quarterback. So we're going to see what the Tommy DeVito story turns into. But it's no doubt that he's the baller. And it's not like we haven't seen late round quarterbacks turn into something special before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to see. And it's like, I think I also think last thing, like, I also think, bro, he doesn't have to be Superman for them. All he has to do is play consistent football and don't turn the ball over and make the throws he's supposed to make. So as long as he's a game manager at minimum, I always think he can give them, put them in a chance to win, you know, game, uh, like good, good football, you know, win games. So as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and, you know, trying to take sacks and make the right throws, bro, I think the Giants can be in any game because that defense is very, Elite, if not one of the best defenses in all NFL football. So if they yeah. play football, I think the Giants may are scary down this last stretch, to be honest. So I'm rooting for them for sure. Yeah, especially their defense. Kayvon Thibodeau has been going dumb. So 
Yep. You know, Dexter Lawrence is a monster. Like the defensive backs is holding up on the back end. Everybody know they play they play straight man. So, I mean, we gonna see. You gonna see. But the Tommy DeVito craze is is dope to see. Like <laughs> being in the city. Nah, facts, facts. Um, um, so for our next topic, um, you know, a uh, little off span, man. We're gonna talk about some about the, um, talk a little bit about the culture and you know some music. So Nicki Minaj just dropped her album. I'm not sure if you listened to it or if anyone watching this has listened to it. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, she was just on Kai's stream. She's going on a media run right now. So she has that one song with Uzi that is going crazy right now. Uh, we were listening to it yesterday. So what do you think about you know her impact on? The rap game, this album, you know, everything that's going on right now. Nicki Minaj, she is a legend. I mean, her her album, she got Drake on there, obviously. She got uh, J. Cole on there. She got Uzi. I haven't listened to the whole album, but I got little snippets of it. But that Uzi song, I didn't listen to the whole song. But just hearing little snippets like that song, cra- everybody, like that song crazy. Like, nah, that joint fire. Um, Nicki Minaj is like... She's timeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember listening to Nicki when I was 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing the words to all her songs um, and her being on Kai's stream and all that. Like, that's dope for her. You know what I'm saying? That's dope for Kai. Like, I got big respect for Kai because Kai's just a dude. Like, he's just a kid from the Bronx that believed in himself and what he was doing. And if, if you've been to the Bronx, like streaming wasn't cool like that's not the cool thing to do yeah you know what i'm saying so he's just been himself like whether no matter what you hear about him he might be in the media for this that and the third but you gotta have respect for that dude like he just believed in himself and worked hard you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like to have there's a stream where he had a rat in his room and he goes from that to having Nicki minaj on his stream you know like you got you got to have nothing but respect for for dudes like that who believe in their vision regardless of what everybody else say who Absolutely. go and do their own thing, who work hard, like, yeah, he's animated and he's funny, but, like, at the same time, like, you got to be real creative to mm. do what he does. You got to be super innovative to make people entertain every time they jump on your stream, whether it's the dance and stuff that he do or mm. whether it's the different ideas, like, the innovative ideas, for example, like, when the new Spider-Man came out, he um he had a, a Zendaya lookalike, you know what I'm saying? Or, like... Yeah. It was like was it a funeral scene or something like that? It was like a funeral. He had a, he had, the, he had the Uncle Ben funeral scene. Like yeah. he just does like whether he got like G Herbo on there dancing or whatever, bro. He it's like modern day Broadway, but it's every day that he does it. It's like you gotta you gotta have talent to do that. It's not he's not just getting up and just doing it. He's thinking about like things in his head, and then even when he does it just by himself, bro, you gotta be entertained so people don't think you were repetitive or corny or whatever. So. That's my spiel on him. I think that shit is dope. And, like, he, he believed in himself. I think he deserved to be where where he's at. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, you know, first off, starting with Nikki, I think, you know, her dropping this album uh, just shows you how great of an artist that she is. You know what I'm saying? I think that Nikki is probably the most influential female rap artist of our generation. Um, I've been listening to Nikki for she like you said she's timeless, bro. And I also think it's cool that she jumped on his podcast on his stream because it's a generational thing. You know what I'm saying? Kai's young, bro. Kai's a young dude. He's younger than us. And it's like you know Rex. Nikki is on his platform showing him love, and she's way old, not way older, but she's older. It's just you know I think it's pretty cool for her to show him love and his platform. And Kai obviously doing his thing, but I just think, bro, Nikki dropping this album, you know, uh, just proves that furthermore, you know, her legacy in the rap game is stamped. 
know what I'm saying? She's been doing this for a minute. And then, uh, you know, that's big ups to Kai. They both winning. So um, Kai doing his thing with the streaming. And, um, bro, Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's one of the goats. So um, Yeah, facts. Kudos to both of them. You know, for sure. Yeah, Every girl knows, like, this one is for the one with the boomer system. Top down, AZ. The fucking barbs? Come on, bro. Yeah, the barbs is crazy. The barbs, the barbs are barbs fucking is crazy. crazy. Um, just last thing before we wrap up here. What are some things, just for anybody listening that might be going through whatever and just might be listening to this in their spare time or their downtime, what are some things right now that you got in your head that's helping you, like, you know, push on, like, keep going forward, keep moving forward? Like, what, is, what are some things? Um, you know, just, just knowing that the storm or whatever you're going through doesn't last forever. Um, you know, everyone got ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but, you know, as long as you know that, give it the, one more day. You know what I'm saying? Just keep get through the day tomorrow. Keep working. You know what I'm saying? Don't quit. Um, the storm doesn't last forever. So for me, whether, you know, I'm going through something, I just have to realize that the storm is not forever and that the next day, try to be better. The next day, try to be better. And then um, just work on work on your weaknesses. You know, not everyone is always going to be good. Not everyone's going to be okay. But if you are mentally strong enough to just realize that the storm doesn't last forever, you know what I'm saying? And there is... Um, there is sunshine on the other side. You just have to weather the storm. You'll be good. So I would just say anyone watching this, going through anything, you know, um, hard times don't last, you know. So just keep pushing, keep working. Um, consistency and hard work will always pay off in the long run. Nah, facts. That consistency part is big. Yep. Um, for me, something that I'm carrying with me that's helping me get along in the moment is just take care of the people that take care of you. You Absolutely. know, like. That's something that I had to learn like the hard way. But I think it's important. Like when I was younger, I used to exhaust myself for people that didn't, you know, that didn't reciprocate the same energy. But mm -hmm. as you get older, you get in situations where you realize the people that really, you know, got your back and the people that really love you. So I think it's important to narrow those people down in your life because you don't, you know, early on in your life, you think everybody's your friend. Everybody's rocking with you until you get into a situation where. You get into a situation where you actually need them and then you start to realize, you know, that that number is really, really small. So um, I think it's important to take care of the people that take care of you. But also um, something that I always carry with me, but I've seen it posted the other day is you can't have an easy life and strong character. Right. So it says the price of each is the other. So basically, anytime I go through trials and tribulations, whether it's with the podcast, whether it's in life, whether it's with anything, I always say, I can't have an easy life and strong character. Like this thing that I'm going through is building my character, you know, for me to get to the pinnacle of where I want to be at. If it was easy, then my character would be weak. Right. Absolutely. So whether it's, you know, whether it's us getting a guest for this podcast and then last minute flaking or whether it's I'm working and some don't go my way or whether it's I spill coffee on myself in the morning or, you know what I'm saying? Like anything that goes on in life, I try to train my mind to say, okay, this is going to build your character because if it was easy, my character would be weak. So that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I'm doing. I'm carrying with me right now. I use it every day. I use it this morning. So, um, yeah. And the thing, I feel like the things that you want in life, uh, it's always going to test your will. And, you know, you have to dig down deep and ask yourself how bad do you want it? Because if it was easy, everyone would have it and everyone would do it. So if you just have that mindset and, you know, you want it bad enough, you'll find ways, you know, because everyone has an excuse. The greats figure it out. Bottom line, they figure it out.
Yeah. And I also think like you can't be afraid to to lean on the people that you that you really close with, like those people that I just talked about. You know, the people that got your back in life, I think it's important to lean on them. But they, they got to really be your people, though. So you got to identify those people first. Absolutely. Nah, but I mean, just a little chop it up. Some chop current, some some things going on in the world, man. Hey, sure. second win family. This is our first virtual first podcast. Virtual. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, go ahead and, and like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. All, and you know the deal. Like We got a fire guest coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Coming Tune. up, y'all gonna have to stay tuned. Yeah, definitely gonna have to stay tuned. That's gonna be a great one. A great one. So, um, appreciate you guys, man. Like, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, like you said, it's our first virtual pod. Uh, so, I'm uh, excited to get this out there and see what you guys think, and um, probably have some more virtual pods maybe in the future. But just wanted to get on here and chop it up with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much love. Make sure I tune in for our next guest. We ain't gonna tell y'all, so y'all gonna have to keep. I mean, tapping in, looking in, like peeking over your shoulder to see what's going on. Second win family, we out, gang. Bop, bop, yes, sir. Bop.